Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm a LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Welcome to Dance Careers Unfiltered. Today is a solo episode all about my agency story. So this is a great episode if you are currently navigating your agency journey yourself. You have been with one, two, three, four, how many agents you've been with, and you are just trying to navigate what that means, how to build your relationship, and how to maximize it. And it's also for you if you're trying to gain representation. It's really good to listen to if you're just trying to gain some perspective And just, you know, get inspired by somebody else's story and hear their journey. These are some things that I have not shared yet on the podcast, so I'm excited to just dive into it. In order for me to discuss my agency journey, I need to backtrack a little bit and go into basically me in college and talk about those decisions and those really first few steps that I took in starting my journey, even when I wasn't purposefully making them. I had no idea I was making steps at the time. I think first and foremost... The first step is just recognizing you have a passion and knowing that you're going to continue making steps in order to advance yourself in that passion. So even though I was like, yeah, I'm going to go take class. Yeah, I'm going to go do this intensive. Yeah, I'm going to go to this convention or I'm going to audition for this or I'm going to submit for this project. None of that even felt like it had the intention of me saying like, I'm pursuing a dance career. It was more like, I just really love what I'm doing. So I'm just doing all the things that I can do in order to make sure that I was dancing and performing and just doing all the things that I loved. So I think it's always, first and foremost, the awareness of the passion. And that's always going to be the driving force behind everything that you do in your career. So let's backtrack to little baby Justine in college. I decided to go to college, not for dance. I went to study psychology and get a business certificate from Indiana University. And I'm from Dallas, Texas. So this was kind of a random spot for me, but I decided to go there because I had a lot of friends that I knew that were going there. I knew they had some dance outlets for me and a good program. So I could go there and feel comfortable. I also really wanted that like quintessential college experience, which it definitely is if you have any experience with IU whatsoever. So I loved my experience and I need to kind of address how dance interweaved to that since I was not a dance major. I decided to stay really involved in the dance community because I knew that I wasn't going to have as much of an outlet while I was at college, not studying it. So the first thing that I decided to do was go to conventions. So the first one that I went to is like, I think it was my sophomore year and it was Monsters of Hip Hop. And they were only in their second season. So it was really new. They didn't even have the show yet or anything like that. But it was Brian Friedman, Shonique Sneed, Marty Kadelka, Rosero, Rhapsody James. It was just like jam-packed with so many amazing people that was first couple years. And that was my first introduction to Brian Friedman. And he kind of interweaves into my story for those first few years a lot. And I'm going to make points of this later, I promise. So I went to that convention with a dance friend of mine who was at college with me and we had the best time. I ended up getting a scholarship. So that was awesome. And the scholarship was to Broadway Dance Center. 
And the stars were really aligning because earlier that year I had applied for a scholarship to the summer intern program at Broadway Dance Center. So I had already gone into that and I thought it was like the best of both worlds to go and do a summer internship, live in New York City and just win-win, right? I mean, who doesn't want to just go live in the city, stay in the NYU dorms and just dance all day long? That sounds like a dream. So the stars were aligning. I went to BDC that summer. I participated in the summer intensive there that they were hosting at the time. And that one was Brian Freeman's as well. So I just stayed connected, made sure I was getting in front of him. But again, at the time, it was not out of like, ooh, I need to make moves in my career. It was like, I love this choreographer and this teacher and his style. So I just really want to consume as much of it as I can. And then I went back to college and decided that I was going to go back to New York the next summer because I loved my experience so much. I went back and I just work studied at BDC. So I worked in their marketing department. And that led to me touring with The Pulse because The Pulse Dance Convention, if you remember, it was actually a part of BDC. I was able to work in their department, which led me to work on some things in the office there, but also then later that year, as I went back to college for my senior year, to travel a little bit and go on to different cities with the polls. And I was able with that to audition for Brian's summer intensive the next summer, which was invite only this time. And it was through the pulse, not necessarily just through BDC. So this was like a different entity. So I went that summer after I graduated to do the summer invitation only intensive with him. And it was so awesome. And there were so many people that were actually in that group. It was like Brian Ramirez and Karen Twing and Tucker Barkley was assisting him. So there were just a bunch of really iconic people who work now and are still around in the industry. And I'm sure many, many more that I can't even remember because it was such a whirlwind. I did that program and it was right after I graduated. I knew I was going to be in LA right after. I'd already decided I was moving to LA. My best friend from home was already there. She was a great older. So she was there and settled. So I was, I knew I was going to move in with her. So thankfully I already had that anchor. And so when I finished the intensive there in New York, I, I sent Brian a message on MySpace. So Many of you might be too young to remember MySpace, but MySpace was like the really cool social media in the beginning. Look it up just for fun. Yeah. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, do you remember chatting with me about agencies in LA? Because when I spoke to him, I told him I was moving to LA and he said he thought the agencies that would be right for me would be MSA or Clear. And so I took him up on it. I was like, all right, I moved here and I'm going to just reach out. So I sent him a message on MySpace. Lo and behold, he got back to me and was like, sure, I will send out, I'll send out a a message to my contacts at those two agencies and let them know you're going to be contacting them or whatever, whatever that was. I honestly don't even remember the exact exchange or if it was like, I'll reach out to them or reach out to them and I'll, they'll know. But anyways, I had that referral from him. I actually kind of chickened out a little bit and decided And regardless, I got to LA in the summer. And at the time, all the agency auditions were in the summer. So I got there and like a week later, I auditioned for Block and I got cut. And I also auditioned for an agency called Trio, 
which is no longer around anymore. The owner of Trio was had previously worked at Clear, was an agent at Clear, and then one of the earlier agencies before that, and then went over to start Trio. And so I auditioned for Trio. I got in and I signed with them because I also was like a little nervous. I didn't know many any dancers in LA except one. And she was kind of already not even interested in doing the scene anymore. She was she was not her heart was not in auditioning so I kind of was like felt like a fish out of water like I just didn't know the scene I was not used to it at all it was so different to New York so different to college like really different to anything that I'd ever experienced before and so I thought maybe I would sign with a smaller agency because they could be more personal to me and so I signed with them and I worked with them for a little bit and then there was a bit of a hiccup in my personal life and my with my family. And I was going back and forth to Dallas a lot. And I wasn't really crazy about the way that they were handling things with that or uh, the respect level there. And if you know me, you know, I'm like super professional and very communicative. So I was always telling them what was up. I wasn't like being shady or just like leaving town without any explanation. So anyways, I wasn't happy with that agency. So when I came back to LA and I was like there for, for real, and I wasn't going back and forth anymore that I was like, Hey, Brian, remember when I talked to you about X, Y, and Z. So that was when I reached out or he reached out or they reached out to me. I don't remember the initial communication and I was able to get interviews with both MSA and clear. So I went into clear first. I spoke with them and Again, these conversations happened over 15 years ago, so I don't remember the exact conversation, but I was new and who knows how it went really. And then I met with MSA. I met with Lisa over at MSA and definitely hit it off with her. And I remember that they had seen some videos. So YouTube was just kind of popping off at the time. It was very new. So I was actually really on top of that. And I was posting videos to YouTube a lot back in the early 2010s or 2000s, I guess you would say. And so I was posting videos. I remember I had a video from Melissa Miles class doing Chaz and some other ones, maybe from Brian's classes that I had. And I did not have a dance reel. I didn't, it was not good quality footage. I mean, it was probably down on one of those flip cams or a digital camera. And so you guys don't even know how good you have it with the quality of footage that you can get for yourself now. Actually, I think I still have that clip on my YouTube for me dancing lyrical in Melissa Miles's class. It's fantastic. Anywho's, so going back to that, I did not I ended up signing with MSA. Clear never actually got back to me to tell me that they wanted to sign me or not. So that was kind of awkward, especially since I met with them and did that whole thing and had a referral from Brian Freeman. So who knows what happened there? But anyways, I wanted to sign with Lisa at MSA anyway. So that was my choice. So that was the beginning or the the second agency I'd been with because I was with Trio first. Then I, I made the decision to leave Trio and I had to write a letter and give it to them so that they had it in black and white and went off to work with MSA. And I would say about a year after that, maybe a year, maybe two years after that, I got dropped from MSA. A lot of you are going to be like, what constitutes getting dropped from an agency? This is a little bit of a more unique situation because of a few different factors. Now, first of all, I wasn't booking enough. So I wasn't bringing in enough money to the agency. But beyond that, Lisa and Terry left to go and form GoToTalent. 
MSA dropped about 500 clients at that time. I want to say this is like 2010-ish. Again, I'm a little rusty on this timeline. So around 2010-ish, I got dropped and was like, what the F? This is so not cool. I'm never going to be a dancer. I'm never going to make money like this. Meanwhile, at the time, I was kind of in and out of wanting to audition anyway. And I was knee deep in my dance company flirt at the time. So I was really concentrating mostly on choreography and teaching and my company flirt. So the agency journey continues. During this time, I also should add that I was signed with a commercial print agent over at Bobby Ball. And that was earlier on, maybe in 2008. So I'd I'd had that for the whole time. So I still was going out on commercial auditions, even when I was dropped from my dance agency. So I was still even going to some dance calls because then they could send me out on dance calls since I didn't have dance representation. The way that works is if you are signed with two different agencies for for two different categories, they can't send you out on the same things. Like a commercial agent can't send you out on dance jobs because you have representation for dance. And if that involves like literally anything dance. And soon after that, I was at a store. I was at CB2 over at Sunset and Crescent Heights over in LA. And I was just like chatting with the associate and I was with my mom actually. And we were just like chatting it up with this guy and really ha- like hitting it off. So as we're talking about furniture and God knows what gets brought up, what I do and this and that, and I have a company. And then he's like, oh, my my boyfriend is a dance agent or a dance manager or a dance manager. And I was like, what? That's, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, can I give you my information? And so I just put it out there and he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it along or whatever. I mean, who knows when anyone actually is going to do that, but this person did. So I reached out to my now agent, Jim Keith, who was a manager at the time. He had left DDO and went on to start his own management company, which was called Movement Talent Management. And I reached out to Jim and I was like, hey, I'm really interested in getting signed for choreography and education. Like, what do you think? Here's my stuff. I I had a reel, I had a choreography reel then at that point because I had a lot of stuff with my company and just other projects that I was working on. And he was like, sure, I'll, I'll take you on as a developing choreographer. And I got to work with him in that capacity. He signed me with um, my new agent, which was the S agency, which is no longer around either, which was also more of a boutique agency at the time as well. And that was Janae Lynch over at the S who is now, she's no longer an agent, but she's the rep for SAG-AFTRA who deals with everything that the Dancers Alliance does over there. So she's amazing. And I absolutely had the best. She was probably the, I mean, besides now my relationship, she was one of the best people that was so supportive of my career. And I'm so thankful for to this day. So supportive. So at that time, I had dual representation. I had a manager and I had an agent, which was awesome. And then Jim turned back into an agency. So they formed an, uh, a new company and that turned into Movement Talent Agency. And you can't be signed for the same things. So I stayed with Janae over at the S. And then a few years later, I was shifting into different roles. I got married and was trying to have a baby and just you know, it was just like a a kind of a different season for me. Basically what happened is I reconnected with Jim 
we were judging a dance competition together. Um, what was it? Oh my God. Legacy, legacy dance championships. I want to say, and we were doing nationals in Wisconsin in the Wisconsin Dells. And we were both on the judging panel. And so we reconnected there. And it was shortly thereafter that I was like, I'm going to re-sign with Jim. I need to just go another route. And so I've been with Jim uh, in Movement Talent Agency ever since then, which was probably 10 years ago now. It's like maybe 2012, 2013. So that is the agency story. And it's a lot. I mean, so I've been with, let's say, Trio, MSA the S and MCA. So that's four dance agencies. And now I'm not even actually signed for dance. I'm only signed for choreography and dance education. And then I still have a separate commercial agent. So I've always had that like dual agency factor for those different categories. But yeah, it's really interesting how it all pans out. Who knows what I will do in the future. But for now, Jim has worked great for me and is there for me when I need My biggest advice in terms of agencies and and seeking representation would be to find somebody that you mesh with. Above all, please leave reputation aside when you're deciding on an agent. I really want you to go off of vibes, just like you would if you were hiring dancers for your next project. You need to go off of vibes, who you get along with, who you feel the most comfortable communicating with and communicating both electronically and also on the phone or in person. Because at the end of the day, it is a two-way street. Your relationship needs to be to go both ways. It's not just them working for you. It's you working for them and working in conjunction with them to create a solid relationship. That's something, even if you do have rep right now, because I think most of my most of my audience is like half and half, honestly, that I have like half the people who are not signed and half the people who are signed. If you are signed, And you're kind of thinking to yourself right now, like, I don't feel comfortable speaking to my agent, reaching out, updating them on my current status or what I'm working on or what I just did or how my last audition went. Then I would consider first fixing the relationship before you switch agencies. You don't want to just dive into switching and thinking it'll be better. I think you need to try to salvage it and work on the relationship more. Think to yourself, what can I do to put more and to invest more into this relationship? So that can be communication, updating them or changing things up for them or requesting a meeting or whatever it might be. And if you're doing that and you're still getting crickets, then maybe that's time to change your representation or just change the mindset to be like, they don't get me or they're not on the same page as me. They're not investing the way that I'm investing, whatever it may be, then it could be time to reassess. Anyways, so that is my agency spiel. That being said, there's no black and white answer or pathway for anybody. Each one is unique and individual. Please keep that in mind. I only want to tell my story so that You can get perspective and you can get some value in what I'm saying. And in my journey, I would love to hear your agency journey. So if you can please send me a DM and share with me a little bit about where you're at in your agency's journey, whether that's you're just starting or whether that's you're five years in, whatever it may be, maybe you're trying to go by coastal. I don't know. Send me a message. I want to chat with you. 
this is all about connecting. I'm not here to just be on a pedestal and give you TED Talks every five seconds. That is not what it is. It's all so that I can chat with you. I'm genuinely curious. I want to know about you and I want to know who's listening. So I'll see y'all next week. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinementor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.